the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. God richly bless you. Come with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20. Let's read it together. A faithful man shall abound with, but he that maketh his to be rich shall not be. Say it again. A faithful man shall abound with, but he that maketh his to be rich shall not be. Okay, Hebrews 11, verse 17 to 19, the New King James Version. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, Offered up, let's read it together. One go by faith, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Somebody say, By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up who Isaac, offered up when he was tested, offered up. The, the key is when he was tested. Turn to your neighbor and say, When you are tested pass it okay and we have genesis 22 verse 1 to 3 genesis 22 verse 1 to 3 he says now it came to pass after these things that god tested god tested abraham and said to him abraham he said here i am then he said take now your son your only your only son whom you love and go to the land of moriah offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which i shall tell you so Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and he split the wood for the burnt offering arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Praise the Lord. So Hebrews tells us what happened. Usually when you read the New Testament, the letters, usually they come up with, when they refer to the, uh, the Old Testament, it's usually done in summaries. In summaries, in fact, the whole Old Testament book is summarized in Hebrews chapter 11 alone. All of it, all of it is summarized in Hebrews chapter 11 alone. Why? Because it gives us summary and we need to, that's why uh, I pity people who take one side of the Bible and they live there. The Bible is one book. It has one author. Some tell you anyways, the Bible is one book and it has one author. You see, when it comes to interpreting the Bible, we have to interpret it in the context of the new. But when it comes to knowing the Bible, we have to know the whole Bible. Because you can't interpret the Bible very well if you don't know the whole. When you have a proper understanding, overview of the whole, it's like picking a biology gas and saying that you are going to measure on some... The gas is for uh, first year, second year, third year. And so it's progressive knowledge. The moment you decide, I'm not going to uh, uh, worry about uh, botany, zoology, those fundamentals. 
but i'm going to go all the way and look at the central nervous system how to draw all of you be confused because it doesn't work like that and there are a lot of people who have become charlatans they call themselves teachers but they, they, the bible says they don't know what they are teaching or what they are talking about because they don't understand that the bible is one book as for me I, i'm an old testament this and i don't they, no, don't quote anything to me from the old testament really the bible is one book somebody say the bible is one book what did the bible say of himself he said all scripture is given by the inspiration of god all all and it's profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction all scripture not some of part of scripture for thou was known the holy scriptures which are able to make the wise. in fact what people who under wrong understanding of grace uh, wrongly approach the bible those people don't even understand that the the bible that the old uh, the the people like paul peter them's heart was the old testament that's all they had they didn't have anything it is after the whole episode is completed that we have the book what peter had was the old testament when uh, moses uh, uh, what do you call it paul was quoting scripture it was the old testament he was quoting all right so we see a summary if you want to get the full story look at it hebrews chapter 11 by this by faith god tested abraham but the full story come to genesis 22 and you see the full story the full account how it was it looks simple god tested abraham when it was this and it looks simple but when you go into 22 he tells you god tested him how by asking him to take that which was precious to him that which was dear to him that which was all he had and go to a place offer it there as a sacrifice that was a test praise the lord how do we understand the text and that's that's what that's it but I, I like the fact that it was when he was tested somebody say when he was tested the subject of when tells you that you will be tested it's a matter of when you will be it's not if you are tested that is why i have repeatedly said if you are a christian who is not tempted who is not tested you are not worth much it was actually smith Wigglesworth who said that a christian who is not tempted or tested is not worth much at all so the trials of your life they come to test you they come to bring something out of you when silver is tried when gold is tried it becomes finer no be so David job said he knows the way i take and when he has tried me i will come out finer like silver like gold you come out fine you have to be tested you have to be tried relationships will be tested finances will be tested and we need to pass the test if you are going to go up if you are at the end of the academic year promotional exams have been said i know now we live in different times where they they can promote you whether you pass or not parents can actually go and fight with their school why have you decided not to promote my child <laughs> i have my own views about it when it comes to matters like that because sometimes our measures of promotion usually are intellectual but there are people who are developing in other areas of their lives. That's why proper schools develop you holistically. Praise the Lord. Yeah, when you go to school, you are developed holistically. But most of the time, we don't get that. It's just book, 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 book. And it's only the book we look at. Sometimes the children are growing in other areas of their lives. They are excelling, but we are not seeing that because it's book. Now, it's traditional thinking. You have to renew your mind. Yeah, because if your child is, uh, is great at football and you discover that gift earlier, I have a pastor friend, he takes his, his child to UK almost every 
uh, every summer or so for him to be tried. Young boy. One day I saw them, they were running around. He said, ah, what's going on? Why are you dragging this boy early this morning? He said, oh, this one boy, he plays what? We just returned from the UK. I went for trial with him. So the person may not be doing well in school, but very soon, all the people, PADC, will be commanding wealth. Am I communicating here? You see, God has gifted us differently, and we need to appreciate that. You may have the mind to be a lawyer. Your child may not have the mind to be a lawyer. Don't force it on the child. Become a lawyer. Become a doctor. All of those foolish ways we were raised, we should not do that. In this church, I had a young lady go to medical school and finish. And when she finished, she was in tears. How to guide her and help her find a new career path after six years in medical school. Because the father said, you must be a doctor. She finishes medical school to discover that her wiring is different. Africa is a place where people do things only for money. And yet, the more they do for money, the less money they have. Because, you see, life, you don't excel and you don't become outstanding when you are driven by money. You become outstanding in life when you are driven by purpose, gift, passion. Those are the things that make people stand out in life. Those are the things that make people stand out in life. So you have lawyers who are not passionate. You have uh, about justice. You have doctors who are not passionate about the sick. You have pharmacists who are not passionate about the, 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 the infant or the one who is weak. They are not passionate. And it's all about money. The thing that drives our passion most, moves us, is how much can you give me? Not somebody is at the point of death. And we are calling on you and you are, you are ignoring the call. That's not how people become outstanding in life. May you be different in this house. Yeah. We're just talking about pass the test. Don't you ever say pass the test? Okay, so that is the subject of my teaching, pass the test. We are looking at abounding with blessings through faithful stewardship. Passing the test. Pass the test. Turn to your neighbor and say, pass the test. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't fail. Don't fail. Pass, the test. pass the test. Yeah. And there are tests you can fail and not much will happen. But there are some tests when you fail, Charlie, it be serious matter. When you fail a major course, you are a major failure. When you fail a minor course, it's not a problem at all. Yeah. You miss English and math and science and you pass three. We will clap for you, but it will take you nowhere. And there are people who are passing at many other things. But core and most important things, they are failing. You will not fail in life. Okay, so we are looking at passing the test. And we said that the test we must pass to enjoy God's blessing is the test of faithfulness. Somebody say the test of faithfulness. Say the test of faithfulness. First Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2. First Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and as stewards of the mystery of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. One be found. One be found. It is required in stewards that one be found what? Faithful. So we said that the faithfulness test is the primary test all stewards must pass. Say, I'm a steward. And I must pass the faithfulness test. Yeah, you are a steward. You are a steward of your life. You didn't know none of us have control over our lives. None of us. Nobody has control over his life. God gave it to you. You are a steward of it and need to be faithful with it. You are a steward of your time. You need to be faithful with it. The finances you have, you call it your money, really is not your money. Whoever controls your life actually controls your money. Because if you have a billion dollars in the bank vault, with silver and gold 
and tomorrow you lose your life, it ceases to be your money. Do you understand what I'm saying? So whoever controls your life really has uh, uh, ownership of your money and God controls your life. The book of us says God gives us a life and all things that comes with it. So that is where the release is. It's, uh, it's my money. I can do whatever I want to do. I can decide. No, 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 no. That's why you missed the point. You are a steward. So you are accountable to God how you use it. And Luke chapter 16 and verse number 10 to 13, we see something that is very interesting there. Let's read it together one go. He who is faithful in what is least is also is faithful also in and he who is are you reading? He who is in what is least is also unjust. Okay, go on to verse 11. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust? Okay, verse 12. If you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Okay, I think that is about that. So, there are three kinds of faithfulness. Three areas of faithfulness is tested. Number one, faithfulness in what? Little things. Somebody say faithfulness in little things. Faithfulness in little say faithfulness in little things. Number two is faithfulness in money things. Faithfulness in money things. Somebody say faithfulness in money things. Say it. Faithfulness in money things. And then, of course, faithfulness with other people's things. Somebody say faithfulness with other people's things. Can you say it aloud? Faithfulness with other people's things. Now, uh, may I submit to you this morning, if you are going to experience promotion in your life, advancement in your life, progress in your life, success in your life, these areas of faithfulness are areas you need to pay close attention to. Whether it's your own business you are running, it's a family you are leading, it's a school you are managing, it's a firm you are in charge of, please take note. If you're a house boy or a maid servant, these are critical things that will determine your future. So it's very, very important we pay close attention to the things I'm sharing with you. The first test, the first faithfulness test is the faithfulness in little things. Somebody say faithfulness in little things. Faithfulness. Say faithfulness in little things. That's where it starts from. And Matthew 25 verse 19 to 23, it tells us, Jesus came back the parable the lord of the servant came back and said you've been faithful over a few things i will make you what ruler over many things some of them had one some had two and another had five but all of them if you and i were there we would say the one had who had five had more or the one who had three had more but compared to the owner who gave it to them he said they were few so five in the eyes of the owner was few because you could give him so much more. Praise the Lord. <laughs> in the eyes of the owner was few. And most of the time, when we are not handling what God has given us, we think we have so much. When God has so much more, he wants to give us. Praise the Lord. God has so much he wants to give us and we are preoccupied mismanaging the little he's given us. So, faithfulness. He said, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you a ruler over many things. Last two weeks, I showed you how 
The passing the test of faithfulness is critical for elevation, promotion, and exaltation in life. We saw it in the life of David. How many of you remember that? Last week, last two weeks, if you were here, you would have seen it. David was a man who was anointed, young, 17-year-old, is anointed, and he's dealing with all kinds of things. Most of the time, when people hear of David, the thing that comes to their mind easily is Goliath. Is that not it? The moment you hear David, it's Goliath. David and Goliath. But what most people don't know that before David confronted Goliath, he had to prove himself faithful in many other things. Many people are actually praying for opportunity to confront Goliath. When the way to confronting Goliath is not prayer and fasting or anything but faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. That's all. David never prayed, Lord, one day let me confront the giant. Lord, one day let me become a Supreme Court judge. Lord, one day let me become a medical director of uh, Confanote or whatever. You see, that is not what he was doing. His preoccupation was faithfulness. At his present post, he was faithful. Yeah, because you see, what you are supposed to get through faithfulness, you won't get through prayer. What you are supposed to get through prayer, you won't get through faithfulness. Please, you get it. Now, you have to understand the ways of God. The Bible said God made his ways known unto Moses and it's out to the children of Israel. And you always walk in frustration in your walk with God when you don't understand the ways of God. That's why praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation is critical because when your eyes are open, you are able to see the ways of God. And if you can see the ways of God, you can walk with God and receive what God wants you to receive. Somebody say an amen. amen. Okay, so we saw David. He proved himself faithful faithful in his house in his father's house he was an errand boy they would send him david go by this david go by that and he was taking care of his father's sheep that's what david was doing look at first samuel 17 verse 28 first samuel 17 28 now eliab his oldest brother heard him when he spoke to the men and eliab's anger was aroused against david and he said why did you come down here and with whom have you left those few sheep say that those few sheep can you say that with me those few sheep that was a question that was casting a slayer or mocking what david was doing david you are in charge of a few sheep instead of staying with them you are running here to see battle what is wrong with you just go and stay in your little shop you are just selling some things on, on, on online just focus on it don't bring it here our office don't deal with matters like this. We buy things from big time companies. Be faithful. Don't feel discouraged. Don't feel that it is not worthwhile. Keep on and be faithful with your little job. You started a small business in a kiosk. Be there early. 8 a.m. is your opening time. Open at that time. 5 p.m. is the closure time. Close at that time. I'm not communicating here. Don't move about helter skelter going to see what is happening in other places. It's of no use. Stay in your one corner and be faithful. Can somebody say an amen? amen? That's David. That's how David rose. Where have you left the few sheep? David served as a messenger in his father's house. He was promoted because he was faithful. To the palace. In the palace, he served as a musician. In the palace, he served as a, a, an armor bearer, bodyguard. And then he learned many things. In fact, in the palace, he did every job that was available to be done. The Bible said David went anywhere he was sent. There are people sometimes you hire them to do a job for you and they limit themselves to the, the immediate tax they have been asked. Any other additional responsibility they can tell you, I'm not interested. Now listen, if that's your demeanor, your dispo, uh, disposition and posture towards life, I tell you, Uberbro, Uberbro, yeah, Uberbro, you, you will delay your progress in life. 
Because the people who really rise and are promoted are people who show that greater responsibilities, not little responsibilities. It's okay to start with little responsibilities, but you must build your muscle so hard that you can show that so much. Then they can commit the whole thing into your hands. That's how Joseph was promoted. He came into the house and they made him a houseboy. And he was all right doing a great job at houseboy very soon they realized actually this guy if you give him supervision over the houseboys he can manage them and they gave it to him ah the man managed them managed them managed them managed them to the admiration of the first lady of the home it was too good the man was too good apart from his beauty he he had skill and management leadership and the man was so the woman was so in love with himself and his abilities David said, I know my limit. Turn to your neighbor and say, I know my limit. <laughs> that, that, that will be considered when we come next week and we are talking about dealing with other people's things. That was it. Later on, Saul is looking for a man who can shoulder the responsibility of a great nation, the greatest nation on earth at the time. That was uh, the United States of uh, uh, Egypt there. That was a superpower of a day. And they are looking for a first prime minister and they didn't have to go for an election. Somebody's name came up. And when the name came up, everybody in the king's palace, including the king, starting with the king, agreed that, listen, if you are looking for somebody who can deliver, somebody who can excel, somebody who can give us what we want, when we need it, and when we, 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 we need to have it, there's none other than Joseph. And so, against all us, against accusations, at this time you have been accused, raped, all kinds of things. You see, that is why I always pity people who have excuses why they are not advancing in life. It's because of my boss, that's why I'm not getting promoted. It's because of this, it's because they don't like me, it's because of my tribe. Stop the foolishness and get serious with your life. Am I communicating here? Get serious with your life. Are you the only person who is an airway working in an Ashanti office? There are many others who have worked there and have been promoted. So leave it. You don't have what it takes and you are saying it's your tribe. It's your tribe. <laughs> well, people don't have substance. They limit themselves by their natural limitations. When you have substance and people need it, they will go beyond your tribe. I'm not communicating here. If you are the best lawyer and somebody hates uh, uh, Ashanti lawyers, or he's, he hates Ashantis, and you are the best lawyer, and he has a legal case, you think he will sideline side you? If he must win, he has to pass through you. That is how they chose David. They didn't like him, particularly. They didn't really like him. You see, people don't have to like you to promote you. When God sets you up for promotion and you distinguish yourself, whether they like you or not, they'll promote you. Am I communicating here? Yeah, that, that's it. And for you as a child of God, the forces working in your favor are too many. To now sit down and say, because of this, because of that. Hey, cut the crap. Don't you never say, cut the crap. Yeah, because there are too many. The forces working in your favor are too many. God is with you. His favor is on you. The spirit of God, the wisdom of God is at work in you. All of these forces, you know, you, you mean to tell me you can be limited with all of these forces in you. Little children, ye are of God, and you have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can somebody hear me at all? Yes. That is where you are, and that's where you must stay. David distinguished himself as an excellent uh, uh, guy. Now let's look at these guys, and then I would just give you a key, few key points, and then we'll close. Mark chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, we see David was faithful in little things. Somebody say, David was faithful in little things. 
Now, we want to look at the disciples of Christ. They were also very faithful in lesser things. Let's read it together. One go. He went up on the mountain and called to those. He himself. Please, let's read it. He himself. And they came. And they came. So, Jesus did not select people randomly. He selected those he wanted and they came to him. And when he, they came to him, he did something else. Look at verse 13, 14. Then he appointed. He appointed what? that they might be with him, that he might send them out to preach, and then that, verse 15, and to have power to heal sicknesses. Oh, how many of us want to have power? You want to have power? Yeah, power. They were chosen to be preachers. They were chosen to have power. They were chosen to be apostles. Amazing choice. Just like David was chosen to be king. Amazing choice. And most of the time, when we are chosen, there's a lot of celebration. In Africa, when people are selected for office, before they do the work, they celebrate them. So they win the election, and then they throw uh, a powder on them. Wow. You've not done the work. Oh. <laughs> That's why they do nothing. Yeah? Because the mindset is enjoy before the work. So they look for dollars, and they keep it somewhere. That's a proverb. Praise the Lord. Yeah. He said, Jesus chose them and his mission was, let them have power. You want to be powerful. This is it. Jesus has chosen you to be powerful. He's chosen you to uh, do, these guys were chosen apostles and as miracle workers. How many want to be miracle workers? Ooh, this was exciting. When Peter was chosen and you saw Peter, you are going to be very powerful. He has seen Jesus demonstrate power. Jesus said, Peter, you're going to walk with me and you're going to be very powerful. You're going to walk on water. You're going to do miracles. And we get excited at things like that. Most of the time, when our dream is young, when we give birth to any new thing, there's a lot of excitement. When there's a vision, you have, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of passion about it. This is my dream hospital. This is my dream clinic. This is my dream school. This is my dream husband. This is my dream. And the dream excites us. But the frustration begins when we are not conscious to know where to start it from. These guys were chosen. And let's see how they started. John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Quickly. And on the third day, there was a wedding in the corner of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was what? There, verse 2. Now both. Jesus. Come on, read with me. Both. Jesus. And his. Were invited to the wedding. Who were the disciples? Those guys that he had chosen to be apostles, miracle workers, signs and wonders workers, and preachers. They were there. Now look at the same version, the, uh, the same book, verse 5 to 8. This is the CEV version. Kaliza Vado said, Mary then said to his, Seven. Mary said to who? His servants, do whatever Jesus tells you to do. You want to be apostles? Do whatever Jesus tells you to do. You want to be preachers? Do whatever Jesus tells you. You want to have power? Do whatever Jesus wants you to do. It is sad when people have great dreams, but they are not willing to do what they need to do in order to become it. Many people, many people, God gives them the opportunity to start it. You want to own your hospital, it's a great idea, and I bless God for it. But God will give you the opportunity to start your hospital by working in a clinic where limited resources are. Praise the Lord. In the clinic where they may not even be paying you much 
but you also see that there's a lot of pressure there. People really need medical attention there. Praise the Lord. And it becomes a choice between the money you want and the service you are providing. Now look at verse 6. At the feast, there were six stones, six stone, six stone water jars. Now, that were used by the people for washing themselves in their way, in their religion, said the mass. Each jar held about how many? Now wait, how many jars were there? Each jar had about, about how many? 20 or 30 gallons. Let's take the, the, the list. 20 times 6. How many? 120. So that is a, the number of gallons they are going to be fetching. I don't think the calculation is even perfect yet. But I, I don't want to get into it. That's the number of water they are supposed to fetch. Jesus said, look, <laughs> each I heard about, Jesus told the servants to fill the top, fill them to the top with water. Each jar had um, how many? Held about 30 to 20. 20 to 30. And they were to fill it with water. Can you imagine the work? <laughs> it's interesting. Many people want the job. They want to be promoted. They want to go up. But they are not ready to work. And it's very sad and sickening to see a generation of young, brilliant people. Gifted people. This generation is gifted. You meet a young boy and he's in the university. 17, 16, they are in the university. And they are sharp. See their class. 80 point something. They come out and they can't perform because they, they are good at study. They are lazy at work. <laughs> good at study, lazy at work. <laughs> Is it possible? Yes, it's very, very possible. You can make all the grades. I was speaking to mommy, with mommy about uh, somebody we know, we both know, very sharp. But every time you see that, Charlie, in terms of books, yeah, that thing they, they be but adrenipano. You know they. And you really wonder. Make shabby, stupid decisions and you wonder, is this the person producing these grades? They are good at studying, but poor at thinking. Jesus told them, feel it. And the Bible says, now they feel it. Then after the jars have been filled, he said, Now take some water and give it to the man in charge of the feast. The servants did as Jesus told them. Who are these servants? These were the people who had been chosen to be apostles, prophets, anointed. These were the people. And that's what they started with. So they are going to be miracle workers, but they start out as ushers. Can you see that? The work they are doing is purely the work of ushers. If you go to an event, all is like uh, you are in a restaurant. Service. That's what they are doing there. They thought, Jesus, we are going for a party. Our man is the most powerful man. He, where he sits, we will sit behind him. And that, that, that's what they were looking at. And now people sometimes, they are working with their bosses. And when, when their boss sits, they want to sit there. They will not ask the protocol people, where should I sit? But they, they go following her, uh, they want to sit there, and then later on the protocol tells them, you, you go and sit here. <laughs> Am I communicating here? Ashes. Somebody say ashes. That's where they started from. Ashes. Did you, do you know where I started preaching from? I started my work as a pastor, as an usher, as an intercessor, as a, uh, as a uh, horeb, waking people up. And I've told you again and again, you wake them up, then they snore on you. 
You imagine you are waking people up to go and pray. You, you have cut short your sleep to wake up earlier to go and wake people up. You are waking about 70 people up at the time. So, do you know how many, what time you should, you have to be up to do that? Because if the meeting is at 5, by 5, everybody must be down. So, you have to be up earlier, way earlier. You wake them up, some of them, you knock, 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 I will come. Some of them too, I studied into the night late. Let me tell you, some of them, I studied into the night late. I can't come, I'll make it next week. Meanwhile, you didn't study, you went to sleep early, so you can wake them up early. They say, I study into the night late. So I need to continue. That, that is a process God takes people through. You, you, you are invited as a pupil into a law firm, and the, the, the thing that you, you gaze at is your boss's car. When you sit in the car, ah, this car is so nice. Boss, so how much is this car? Yeah, you see, what foolish guy can you be? How much is this car? I will buy one of these cars. That's not what you need at this time. In fact, when he even offers your car, if offers his car for you to sit in, sometimes it's in your own interest. You say, boss, I'll come by a taxi. Yeah. When he forces you, then you jump in. Am I communicating here? Yeah. You see, people don't go up because Satan is against them. Most of the time, people don't go up because they are foolish. Did you hear what I said? Yes. You are going up, so you are not foolish. Amen. You won't say amen. amen. I said you are going up, so you are not foolish. Amen. Yeah. That's it. Somebody comes to work in a shop, uh, you take him as a shop, the, it's the sale that he's looking at. You ask him to go and collect bank statement and bring. And when he went, hey! my boss was cussing a comedy, me say. You see, you see, <laughs> this is where your problems are starting from. You are like a la Gehazi. Ah! How can uh, this, in, this man be using me like this? I'm following you around. I have an opportunity to get some money. I know you don't have, you don't need it because you are a miracle worker. Anything you need, you can just do this and they will come. Me, I need these clothes. I need this gar garment. I need the server. And you have allowed them to go. I know that I don't have a future with this Elisha. There's no way. He doesn't think about us. Our boss is a very wicked man. He doesn't mean well for us. Most of the time, do you know that that's how people think about their bosses? They think they are mean. <laughs> of course some bosses are mean and if you are one of those mean bosses repent because you also have a master up in heaven when people have worked their deal give them their deal but Jesus told them fill it up and they filled it now look at another incident John chapter 6 verse 10 to 13 John 6 New Living Translation please tell everyone to sit down this is Tell, they went for a crusade and the people were hungry, overflow, massive harvest. People are overflowing. The, the, the people, a lot of people. He says, tell everyone to sit down. Jesus said, then they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Now listen, if you have a meeting where men are 5,000, women and children are likely to be minimum 10,000. So we are dealing with averagely 15,000 people to look at here. 15,000 people 
And Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks and distributed them to where? The people. Which people? His disciples, the twelve. After he did the same with the fish and they ate as much as they wanted. Verse 12. Look at verse 12. This is where the, the thing is. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples. He told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. Jesus. I don't know three more days, sir. <laughs> eh? And he bought 20,000 a DD. We should gather them on a grassy slope. Let's just leave it and go. Let's just leave it and go. We will not use it again. After all, the anointing that multiplied it is also there. Why, why do you just want to use us? And Jesus, what is it? So what are you doing with the anointing that can multiply the bread? That we should now gather. There are things, listen, there are things sometimes bosses do. You think they are foolish. They know what they are doing. And you see, if you cannot think and function as a boss when you are a subordinate you can never become a good boss if you cannot think and function as a boss when you are a subordinate you can never 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 become a good boss never in your life never in your life so the disciples this is how these guys were raised now look at Acts chapter 5 verse 15 to 16 so that they brought now let's read it together one go this is beautiful and this is where all of us we like so that they brought the sick out into come on read it into and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them verse 16 and also a multitude gathered from surrounding cities to Jerusalem bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits and they were all healed I see you healing people I see you healing the sick I see you healing the infant in the name of Jesus look at who is healing who Peter the one who used to gather fragments. He told them, I want you to have power to heal the sick. But they didn't start there. They were faithful in little things. Faithful in answering. Faithful in leading prayer. Faithful. Now listen, if you have not been proven, me, around me as a leader, I don't raise people up until I've tested them with little things. So when I trust somebody, I really trust the person. Because by the time I say I trust you, I, I would have tested you again and again and again and again. I spoke highly of Reverend Bright all the time because I've exposed him to people, mature people, people who have 30 years of ministry experience. And when they get exposed to him, they come out with one verdict. This guy is a very good guy. He's been well trained, groomed, tested, and refined. Passed many tests. Praise the Lord. Faithfulness with little things. Faithfulness with little things. Faithfulness with little responsibilities. Don't rush into yourself into a position. You will mess yourself up. Don't, don't rush. There's no rush in life. These guys were, they, they thought they were going to do that forever. No. When Elisha was pouring water on Elisha's hand, eh, Elijah's hand, it looked like there was nothing. He made a lot of sacrifice. One day I'll talk to you about Elisha, Elijah. Because those guys, Elijah, Elisha was a very worthy guy. And he abandoned all of that to become a boy boy to Elijah. Worthy. The man was loaded. He, when he met Elijah, he was riding about 12 donkeys. Azen. Those days, if you had Azen, look at when they were measuring the worth of uh, Dave, uh, Job. What did they say? He said he has so, so and so donkeys. Very wealthy guy. He abandoned all of that, bent everything and followed him. 
at great sacrifice. And then later on, he said, a double portion. He said, listen, you have wept yourself into the anointing. Receive it. You see, there are some people eh? I can lay legs. I can lay my body. I can lay everything. They can't receive an anointing. Yeah, because it's not by I receive it. No, there's what you do to assess it. The same way I cannot lay hands suddenly and you become a doctor. Lay hands suddenly, then you become a pilot. Me, if I lay hands and you become a pilot, I won't sit in your plane. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I lay hands suddenly and you become a lawyer, I won't sit, I won't bring my case to your firm because it's a failed case already. Why? Because there's a certain process you have to go through before hands are laid. So a Paul told Timothy, lay hands suddenly or no man. Don't lay hands sadly on no one. Don't commit responsibility sadly to just anybody. Prove and test people. I'm not communicating here. Prove and test them. Prove and test them. Now, let me just run up briefly with how to pass the test of faithfulness in later things. How many of you want to know how to pass the test in later things? How do you pass the test of faithfulness in later things? Number one, understand that later things are God's launching pad uh, for greatness in his kingdom. Therefore, it's omitted. You can insert it yourself. Understand that little things are God's launching path for greatness in his kingdom. When it comes to God's dealings with us, he uses little things. He uses little things. Little things are God's launching path for greatness in his kingdom. Job chapter 8 verse 7. Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would greatly increase. Or your latter end would, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. Can you see that? Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, God, that is God's path. He gave them five and says, you've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. He didn't start by making them rulers over a few things. He started by testing them with what? Little things, little things, little things, little things. So, when you are a faithful shepherd, you can become a faithful pastor. I'm not communicating here. Yeah, when you're a faithful deacon, you become a faithful minister. That little, little, little things. That's how he said you've been faithful over a few. Matthew 25, verse 20. You've been faithful over a few things. 20, 24, 21. I will make you a ruler over many things. Turn to you and even say, Don't think you are smarter than God. Yeah, because a lot of us we feel that God is slow. <laughs> God, God has to do things in a certain way. No, he won't do it in a certain way. And the reason why he won't do it is because one, he's smarter than you and he knows it. And you are proud. That's why you are failing to accept that he's smarter than you. God has a purpose for starting small things. My ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts like your thoughts. Exodus 23, 27 to 30. It's interesting. He said, I will send, Exodus 23, 27 to 30, the new uh, living trust. I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you invade. I will make all your enemies turn and run. Now look at this. This is beautiful. This is very beautiful. I will send a terror. I will make your enemies turn and run. Verse 28. I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hevites, the Canaanites, and the uh, Hittites. This is God bringing them into Canaan. Look at this. He said, but I will not drive them out in a single year because the land will become desolate and the wild animals will multiply and threaten you. One day, uh, uh, maybe I will find some time and teach on why God starts things small with us. He says, I will drive them out little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. I will drive them little by... Little by so God will not give you too much money lest you be destroyed. 
God will not give you too much opportunities lest it will destroy. He will test you letter by letter, letter by letter. He will give you 100 Ghana. Would you give uh, 10 Ghana cities as tight? He will give you a little opportunity. Will you go and steal the show or you go and magnify your boss? Am I communicating here? Now, that's how God does it. Letter by letter, letter by letter. He said, I will not. I can do that. So, most of the time, it's not God who is limiting us. It is our ineptitude and our lack of faithfulness that limits us. I'm not communicating here. It's not God. He said, I can. I will drive them. I can drive them in a year, but I will not do that. Because when I do that, it will be against you. So, when you marry and you have little money, stop despising your husband and talking down on him. It's a test you must pass. You need this. Your husband says, please give me some two months. Don't let it become a fight and become moody and change the atmosphere and make the place uh, inhabitable for everybody. Unhabitable for everybody. Just be your nice self. Today, he may not be able to afford it, but in some few years from now, he may give you a thousand times more. Am I communicating here? You see, your faithfulness will always be tested. Where you marry fresh, where is your money? Your money is small. Your resources are small. And there are people, tension upon tension. Tension upon tension. So some of the men who are wicked, when eventually the tables turn, because you are you receiving money, you don't honor me, all of that. Now the tables have turned. Then they also begin to show the women. That is not godly anyway. That your wife did you evil does not mean that pay her back with evil. If you do that, you are not a Christian. But that's the truth. Don't put pressure on your husband to get into debt because you want to look like somebody else. What kind of behavior is that? That's ungodly behavior. Last Sunday, uh, church, I saw this dress. Uh, honey, I like it. I like it. I like it. Do you know how they got it? Do you know whether they bought it or it was gifted to them? Do you know how? Don't covert people's things when you don't know where it's coming from. I'm not communicating here. You are giving pressure. Uh, can't you see uh, Pastor Ray's wife? See the car she's driving. I want some. Hey, listen. What is your problem? What's your problem? Am I communicating here at all? You must give me that same kind. You are giving unwanted pressure. Young man, your husband is under uh, 35 and he has had blood pressure. Because constantly, people have married and they've started with huge debt. Because the lady told them, I want this kind of wedding. It has to be this way. On oh, you know, the last time we went to a wedding in Accra, you saw the the makeup. I want that kind of makeup. I want that kind of. Share. lock you? Me, I don't have It's not today. You can ask mommy. This woman she has tried, pa. No, no, because me. Listen, Emaso, Emaso, Mimbao. Yeah, because I know how to take care of a woman when I have the resources. I'm not communicating. But if I don't have it, I won't die for you. Praise the Lord. So learn. Learn. Understand the ways of God. God does it small, small. Number two, learn to recognize and respect small beginnings. Learn to recognize and respect small beginnings. Learn to respect it. 
So number one, I said you should understand little things are God's pathway for increase. Then and re- learn to recognize and respect small beginnings. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10, he said, do not despise small beginnings. Do not despise it. Because some people don't recognize it. Those who recognize it also don't respect it. Ah, me, I finished school and I, 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 I look for, instead of looking for a job, you say you are starting a, a business and you are on a tabletop. You see, somebody doesn't respect it, but you, who is doing the tabletop business, respect it. I'm not communicating here. Respect it. If you have to wear your suit and tie to be by the table, do it. Respect your work. You see, whatever you do for living, learn to let people respect it. You have to respect me as your pastor because I will carry myself in a way that you have to respect me. I'm not communicating here. Yeah, you have to respect it. Even you're a shoeshine boy, do your things in such a way that you'll be respected. Don't despise small things. And listen, let me, let me tell you. When you see something begin small, also, don't despise it. Praise the Lord. This church started in a classroom. Our midweek service, we used to hold it on a veranda. On a corridor. And we did that for years. Never despise small things. When we're going to get married, I told my wife, me, I can't afford two, uh, this big two-bedroom hall. Even if it's chamber and store, we will live inside. She said, you, you, you. Now listen, by the time we're married, God had blessed me. I rented a two-bedroom. That's what we started from. But you see, she had said yes to one-bedroom self-contained. So there was no tension. So when she sees two bedroom, ah, what a happy woman she will be. Am I communicating here? Yeah. That's how you start life. Learn to recognize and respect small beginnings. Learn to recognize and respect it. When you see it, respect. listen, I wrote here, I said, until you learn to value and respect small beginnings, your greatness, uh, your great and glorious destiny cannot be fulfilled. Until you learn to value and respect small beginnings, your great, your great and glorious destiny will never be fulfilled. My chapter 5, verse 2. He said, but you, Bethlehem, I like this. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, Micah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from old and from everlasting. The CV version is what I like. Bethlehem, Ephrat. You are one of the smallest towns in the nation of Judah. Look at this. But the Lord will choose one of your people to rule the nation. Someone whose family goes back to ancient times. That some women who should have been married a long time ago, but their standards and their demands for the wedding are too high. Yeah. 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 Sometimes when I meet a couple and I'm asking them their marriage plans, and when they are talking, sometimes I see trouble coming. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can see it coming. Where are you doing the wedding? Then they are talking. Where, where, what, how, what is happening at the reception? Then they are talking. Sometimes the man is looking sheepishly. Looking for... <laughs> the wife is narrating. And usually the wives are the ones who do the talking. She's narrating. Oh! And the man is looking sheepishly. I say, now you go carry him. Don't be me now. Now, me, 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 me. <laughs> you want me to say something when you leave the office now? No. If you are a son, I will say it. If you are not... Uh, it is where God will be with you. I pray for you. It is where. Then I leave you to go. Am I communicating here? Yeah. yeah, you have to understand that. Not many men can marry you despite son's way. 
Am I communicating here? So if you're a young lady who is looking for a spouse, there are more men who are uh, driving Legadis Benz who can propose to you than those who have cars. So if, if you don't have a car, I will not say yes to you. Your marriage may not be now. It may not be now. I, I'm just saying it. It may not be now. Yeah. Because in Africa, less people have cars. You, you don't even know the dynamics of where you live. Less people have cars. <laughs> oh dear. Number three, beware of mockers and avoid them. Maybe you too, your, your mother has bought a car for you. It's fine if you bring your car and your husband also learns to drive. I'm not communicating here. Yeah, you have a, your mother has bought a Corolla for you. You want your husband to buy a Highlander or for two, uh, what do you call RAV4 before you marry so that they will know that you are the head. No, headship is not in car. I'm not communicating here. No, no, headship is not in car. Yeah, when we got married, it was mommy's car I was driving. That is the one I, after I learned how to drive, it was a car I was using. Yeah, I, I'm not good in numbers, but I remember that car's number. GR3710Y. Corolla, black. Yeah. Yeah. But after December will be 15 years of marriage, I bought a car for her. So, you see, it is, it is a, a <laughs> you see, learn to respect and value small things. Grow! Grow. The man you are looking for, you can only get him in your dreams. <laughs> Number three, beware of mockers and avoid them. If you want to be able to demonstrate faithfulness in later things, beware of mockers and what? Avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. Anybody who doesn't respect what I have, what I stand for, you can be my friend. Uh -huh. You can be my friend. For over a year, when I've been without a car and walking about, one time I was talking to a pastor. He said, ah, but you, you are a senior pastor and founder. How can you allow yourself to be walking like this? I said, I said in my head, this guy, that is it. We will not associate again. Yeah, thank you. And he was giving me reasons why I can get a car. Yeah, all this radio, you are on radio. How much do you pay? And it was after he had taken time to interview me about things we've done. Then he had an idea of how much money is flowing and what I could use it for, what I could get. I said, this guy is a very stupid guy. I was just saying it in my head. And since then, never, never. Me, I am friendly, but I have very few friends. Very friendly, but very few friends. I mentioned Pastor Francis. I mentioned that. I mentioned that at all. There are very few people I talk to every week. I don't even have time to talk. Except here. <laughs> Except here. That's why when I come here, I talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> God, I don't talk to anybody. I talk to God and I come and talk to you. I talk to God, I come and talk to you. I'm not communicating here. That's it. Beware of mockers. Beware of mockers. Or best now, hey, now, hey, two doctors. And no, no. Your husband is a doctor. See the kind of uh, surface in really. You own my whole bill. No, listen. Me, ask mommy. You, you can count the number of people who have come to my house. Friends. No, 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 no. 
for about three years because of sacrifices and investments in church our house was looking shabby i didn't even see it it took this lady stand where's your husband stand on your feet you don't like it but you you need to do it you do, i'm doing what bible says i should do they came and painted our house they spent about five thousand cities to, wait wait, wait. spent about five thousand over cities to paint the house by the time you are spending five thousand to paint the house it means the house has been without paint for a long time and not here yeah, yeah, paint quality paint they painted it for us and at that time i was sowing huge seeds giving my car away all of those things so if you are somebody around me who will now tell me how you are foolish how can you sell your line say you are giving it to the car you are giving it to that what how can you how foolish can you be the moment i see your values i see that challenge 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 and call it baby i'm a share and you now so you are a mocker i am not i'm not going to associate with you who has despised the day of small things identify them and avoid them now number five handle small things with great deal of responsibility and dedication like you would if it was great turn to your neighbor and say handle small things with great deal of responsibility and dedication like you would if it was great do you know that most of the time we are quick to say what we would do if you had big money oh am i communicating somebody if i get big money this is what i would do and i said pastor i've heard it too many times people coming to me and telling me pastor you pray if god gives me big money i'll do this for the church <laughs> i don't even waste my time praying for such people what i want to find out what are you doing now the little money you have the little one gonna tight you have are you giving it now we are going to build a, a multi-billion uh, structure for the lord then you say papa pray for me when breakthrough comes i will give so so and so money and i check the last time i checked you are not even a faithful tighter how can i build with you how can i budget with you i'm a failure and foolish to do that i'm not complicating here faithful handle little things with great deal of faithfulness little things handle them with great now look at this look at this look at this first samuel 17 20 first samuel 17 20 this is what he said he said so david rose up early and left the sheep with the keeper he rose up early he was taking care of few sheep and he rose up early would do you rise up early to go to your shop you can sleep and snow ah, then 9 a.m that's when you are taking a shower and you are going to the shop and you are saying i i my shop will prosper grace is working for me papa said this month there will be great sales there will be zero sales you go to the shop at the time people have gone and they have made all the sales people from the villages have come and they bought all the things they need to buy now the rest are city people who don't need your your wares and you are saying no 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 rise up early constantly going to work late you are praying promotion on your job whether you are managing somebody's job or your own job i mean you are so late that church is uh, as for church there that's where your greatest lateness manifests david rose up early and he was not handling a billion sheep he was not handling a thousand sheep he rose a few sheep he rose up early 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 you are going to do a, a case in the circuit court and you sleep at circuit court they say magistrate no preparation no quality preparation because you know that the the magistrate guys they don't think deep they are not like the high court this is so 
you know i can just present the case anyhow and listen and you are waiting that one day oh i know that one day as i'm walk with papa and i believe the prophetic word one day i will be standing and doing cases as a supreme court listen you will be going down and down from circuit court if a new court is made that's where you go you won't go to supreme court they don't go to supreme court with laziness am i communicating here here i don't give you what you want i give you what you need what the spirit of god will have me tell you is what i tell you get to work early get to work early before i come and preach all week praying meditating praying meditating reading on the sunday sometimes 2 a.m i'm up and by the time i'm leaving here sometimes it's 3 4 p.m that's the time i live here get to work early don't be lazy and think that grace will work for you grace doesn't work for lazy people can i tell you grace doesn't work for lazy people at all paul said i am what i am by the grace of god and the grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i by the grace of god now if you have really received grace you use the grace to work very hard when you have grace you grace empowers you to work very hard the way I run my body, if it's not because I'm conscious of the supernatural and the grace of God is with me, I will break down and die. Praise the Lord. But I work. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I took my pastors to some meetings sometimes and we're praying. And one of the things we're praying for is grace to labor. You remember? Grace to labor. Grace to labor. Grace to labor. Grace to labor. Because in all labor, there is profit. In all labor, in all labor, anybody who is laboring at something, he will have profit. He will process. He will. He will prosper. You. In all labor, there is profit. Whether it's for yourself or for somebody, there is profit. In all labor, in all labor. But when you are lazy and slothful, you don't have a future. Responsibility. When his brother asked him, "Who have you left the few sheep?" You remember what he said. He left the sheep with the keeper. Who have you left the fugitive? That's responsibility. That's dedication. Now imagine this. Imagine this. Look at this man. He is going few sheep, and a lion comes. Few sheep, and a bear comes, and he lays down his life for a few sheep. Can you imagine that? You give your human life. You are ready to give it up for a few sheep. That's responsibility. That's dedication. That's devotion. God said that David, if you can lay down your life for ordinary sheep, man, 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 I will raise you up to be a king and shepherd of my people because you can die for my people. That is why David was made king instead of so. I'm not communicating here. That's why he was promoted. That's why he was promoted. He distinguished himself. May the Lord help us to be faithful people. May you learn to be faithful with little things. Your husband give you chop money. 1,500. Be faithful. Don't go and use it to buy makeup items. And now, in the middle of the month, you come to tell man the money is finished. And he tells you, how come it's finished? He said, because the prices of goods are going up. Is it only your home prices of goods are going up? In other places, some wives are dealing with something smaller than that. And there's peace in the house. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. Number five. Be diligent and nurture small things into greatness. Somebody say, be diligent. Yeah, it takes diligence. Well, I tell you, it takes diligence. 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 If you see anything that is working, somebody's working it. If you see anything that is working, somebody's what? Working it. Somebody's working it. Diligence. 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 See that our man. Diligent in his business. 
he shall rise into greatness and not into mediocrity see that man diligent 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 it's vital though your beginning be small with diligence you will rise up into prominence you remember what the 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 boss told the one talent man he said i know you to be a wicked man i know you to be a hard man you require him not so the man told him listen it's not because i am wicked you are a lazy person that's why the little you have is so little you are lazy you are wicked and lazy that's why what you have you couldn't multiply it let me tell you it takes a great deal of diligence discipline determination and sacrifice to begin anything small and nurture it into greatness it takes a great deal of what say it it takes a great deal of what diligence discipline determination sacrifice to begin anything small and nurture it into greatness may your dreams come into greatness number five six be patient with god with yourself and with the process somebody say be patient with god with yourself and the process you see you have to learn to be patient with god there are things i don't have today i may get them tomorrow are you here with me there are things you don't have today it doesn't mean you never have them be patient with yourself don't rush yourself into things you are not ready for praise the lord when you get into a certain ready season favors come to make things available to you praise the lord yeah be patient with god with yourself and with the process some people want the process to be short-circuited for them imagine joseph he said i'm tired of the prison two years is not up but i'm tired i want to go i want to go back to my father i miss my father short-circuit the process so that i'll come out the man who dreamt and whose dreams he was supposed to interpret and become a prime minister he would have missed it don't cut short the process it may be painful but don't cut it short sometimes we go through a painful experience and we are coming out of it and it's very difficult but we want a shortcut (laughs) shortcuts are always dangerous praise the lord turn to your neighbor and say be patient with god be patient with yourself and be patient with the process yeah be patient with yourself don't put two no no the bible says i like james chapter 5 james chapter 5 verse 7 (laughs) he said therefore be patient therefore my brethren unto the coming of the lord behold the husband man now follow this the husband man waited for the precious fruit of the earth and had long what please read that had what long patience for it patience by itself is a until you receive what the early and the latter rain take your seat he has a long patience in itself has to do with something long so if you have long patience you really have patience he has long patience for it why because he's waiting for the precious fruit when the fruit is not precious you don't need patience when you plant tomatoes three months six months you have it when you plant cashew yes when you plant cocoa yes you need long patience for anything that is worthwhile long patience may god give you long patience I said, may God give you long patience. Amen. If you read the account, the Bible said, and after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled account. After a long time, not after a short time. Great success. I wrote here, I said, great success. Usually takes a long time to manifest. Somebody say, great success. Takes a long time to manifest. Yeah, great success. Great. In fact, I think you can add great and lasting success. Takes a long time to manifest great and lasting success takes a long time to manifest and let me close with this 
Resist the temptation to compare yourself with others. If you are going to be faithful with little things, resist the temptation. Somebody say resist the temptation. Yeah. Resist the temptation to compare yourself with others. And let me tell you, this temptation is a real temptation. It's what? It's a real temptation. It's a real temptation. Because life is in seasons, Bishop Oedipo said, and men are in sizes. Life is in season. Life is in phases. And men are in sizes. When you are in your sowing seasons, others are in their harvesting season. And if you compare yourself to someone who is in his harvesting season, when you are in your sowing season, you feel discouraged. You feel that uh, uh, the world is not fair. You feel that God has not been kind to you. And then you begin to get into all kinds of problems. So what is the solution? Don't compare yourself with anyone. Is that okay? Is it a good advice? That's the scripture. Don't compare yourself. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, he said, but for we dare not commend ourselves with them who commend themselves and don't compare ourselves with them that who compare themselves with themselves. For they measuring themselves, look at that, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not, are not, are not, are not. Now listen, no two great destinies are the same. You may be all doctors, but your destinies are not the same. You may be all pharmacists, your destinies are not the same. You may be all be preachers, your destinies are not the same. You may all be lawyers, your destinies are not. No two great destinies are not the same. Even twins from the same womb, sometimes they turn out differently. So you can't compare yourself. Ah, Nasemukram, you're a medical school journal. Any day. What is it? What is it? Me, I've been working much longer than him, and I can't even boast of a plot. What is it? Don't compare yourself with other people. Are you here with me? Let me read this scripture to you. It's, <laughs> that's not good me. Now, Romans chapter 9. It is, it's interesting. The context is different, but uh, yeah, yeah, Romans chapter 9. Oh, he said, but before, now look at this. But before they were born, before they have done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that God chooses people according to his own purposes. Purposes. Please follow it. God's purpose. That's why you should not compare yourself with <laughs> now look at verse 12 he says uh, yeah yeah verse 12 he calls people but not according to their good or bad ways she was told your older son will serve your younger one huh? doesn't make sense doesn't make sense now but that's what God decided to do are you going to compare yourself you are the younger you are the older you compare yourself with the younger he said I don't understand you will die because this is what God has decided that he is the last and yet he will be the first he said, I can't I can understand that. Ah, somebody I taught and now he's commanding such money and I need, even have to go to him for money, for loan. No, it cannot happen. No, You know where it cannot happen? You go to the grave. That's where it cannot happen. Because as for what is happening, God has determined that it should happen and you can't stop it. Now, look at verse 13. As in the words of the scripture, I love Jacob, but I rejected Esau. Are we saying then that God is unfair? Of course not. Uh-huh. Do you get it? It's not that God is not fair. That somebody is, has a car you don't have doesn't mean God is not fair. Somebody has a child you don't have doesn't mean God is not fair. God knows what he's doing. Turn to your neighbor and say he knows what he's doing. <laughs> you may not like what he's doing, but he knows it. Now look at this. He said, For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose. And I will show compassion to anyone I choose. Now look at verse 16. So it is not he who decides to show mercy. It is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose, we can neither choose uh, it nor work for it. That's it. There are things that happen in life. You don't have a choice in it. You accept it. John 21, verse 15. This is a text 
where Jesus gave uh, something that looks like a parable about how the end of Peter will be. And John was standing by and John compared himself and Jesus shut him up. <laughs> he said, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Let's go to verse number uh, 17. A third time he asked, Simon, son of Jonah, John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. Why? Why are you hurt? You betrayed him three times. So humble yourself and answer the question three times. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Then verse 18, let's read it together. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by what kind of death he will glorify God. Then Jesus told them, told him, follow me. Then Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved. Then the one whom, who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? Did you see the question? Jesus told him, Peter, you are going to end like this. By the time you are dying, you will ha- you'll be hung on a cross. And that, that's the picture he gave. Then he said, what will happen to John? Look at what Jesus said. That's comparison. He said, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. Turn to your neighbor and say, God, that is God's message for you. <laughs> follow him. And forget about other people. Yeah, follow him. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. He said, well, for see, we are so encompassed with so great a cloud of witness. Let us run with patience. The race set before us. There is a race before you. Run your race. Follow your race and leave others to run their race. Are you here with me? Turn to your name and say, follow your race. And leave others to run their race. Say, in the name of Jesus. I function in wisdom. I walk in faithfulness. I handle faithfully. Little things. I am faithful with little money. I am faithful with little things. In the name of our Lord Jesus. I declare today that I have the spirit of faithfulness. I refuse to compare myself with others. I choose to run my race, to face my life, to finish my course, and to fulfill my purpose. In Jesus' precious name, may grace be released upon you to do as you have confessed. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word. And then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. You are blessed.
pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no.